Hey, everybody, really quickly at the front end of this episode, some words on behalf of Osiris Media that speak volumes for all of us that are part of Osiris Media. We stand in solidarity with those who are protesting police violence and inequality across the country. We've held off on new episodes to allow the voices of those who are active in this movement to be heard. We want to continue with our mission, which is to bring new music content and new podcast episodes your way. If you need more time and don't want to tune in right now, we understand. We hope you are well, and we hope to see all of you soon. Now let's move into this podcast. going to have a, a healthy black experience about all of this I have to make sure that I don't allow hatred to consume my my hatred of other human beings I I, mm-hmm. I can have hatred towards ignorance I can have hatred towards delusion I can have hatred towards inequality and violence um, these human actions but uh, and I don't ever want to hate another human being. My daddy wants you to know a lot of the episodes have mostly clean language, but this episode has some words in it that aren't meant for all ages. So if you have kids like me in your house, you may want to put some headphones on for this one. You've been warned. Done, done, done. Go, go, go on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of We're here alone together, part of the Daddy Unscripted podcast. My name is Tim Wheaton. I am the creator of Daddy Unscripted, and I am the podcast host. I'm feeling incredibly grateful right now for the episode that you guys are about to listen to, which means I'm incredibly grateful for all of you that are here to listen to it. This is my conversation with Ofosu jones Corte. He is Born Eye Music. He is Ofosu of the Balance Meditation app. I reached out to him. I, 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 I've put this in a couple of places. I reached out to him some time ago, right about the time that COVID first started happening. I recognized that I was in a place of some anxiety, and I knew that that was going to be a thing for however long. And I knew it was time for me to re-engage with meditation that I had kind of dabbled with uh, probably a year and a half, two years prior. And so I immediately took online and started looking up all of the different apps because I had spent some time with another app. And it's not Voldemort, (laughs) but I'm not going to name the app because I am in full promotion mode of the Balance app. And... I immediately downloaded Balance based on people's reviews and what other people were saying about it. And I just wanted to try something new. I actually downloaded like five other apps as well. And I just locked in really quickly with Balance. I think the first time that I listened to and did my like intro meditation 
for five minutes or whatever it was with Ofosu as the guide of that meditation, I was just so locked in with his voice and how he handled it and how he led it that I just knew this is the app that I'm going to be using. And I, after about a month, I actually did an experiment inadvertently because I was listening to it every night to help me go to sleep. I was really struggling with sleep. Sleep has always been kind of a weird thing for me eternally since I was a kid. And I would always do a sleep meditation right before sleep and I would fall asleep fantastically and sleep calmly and deeply throughout the night when I did this, when I unhooked myself from everything else, did my meditation and slept. And the nights that I didn't do that, I slept horribly. And I was telling my wife and a couple of my friends, like when I am using balance at night and meditating and doing this, it is a life changing difference between that and what I normally do. So I reached out to Ofosu a couple months ago, maybe originally, and we've kind of talked back and forth. We've had a couple of times that we've tried to and not been able to record, and he's just always been so gracious to me, so kind and generous with his time and with the little bit of relationship that we have created of chatting with each other and checking in on different days and it hasn't always been about an episode it's kind of exactly one of the things that I've talked a lot about it's flat out human kindness it just is that is the base of it and that is what I have always felt from Ofosu the genuineness and the human kindness that he expresses to me this guy who's just hitting him up out of nowhere hey do you want to be on my podcast I love you on balance app Thanks for helping me sleep great last night or whatever. And he has just always been so magnificent. And here we are. It is Saturday, June 6th. And we are right in the middle of all of this racial tension that is going on right now in our country. You know, the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis took place less than two weeks ago from today. And this is more for those of you who are listening at a different time as well, but all of the protests, everything is going on right now in our nation. And Ofosu lives in the DC area. So he is right there at one of the giant centers. You know, uh, just yesterday, I believe, was the day that the mayor of Washington, DC unveiled the Black Lives Matter mural that is now in Black Lives Matter Plaza that leads right up to our nation's capital, which is just glorious, the stance that that mayor is taking. And this is the way things should be continuing to go. And that's all happening there in D.C. Anyways, We were supposed to record a Daddy Unscripted normal episode where I was going to be talking with Ofosu about his dad and his parents and come back to him being a dad and how he does that in his normal life as a Buddhist and as a meditation guide for balance and with his music career also, which is Born Eye. And I thought about it last night before I went to bed and I thought about it really hard this morning and said how do I do this? How do I kind of 
shut the blinds to everything that is happening right now and move along into this normal episode with Ofosu. I just couldn't see really to doing it. And so before we kind of started recording, I broached that idea with him and said, what are your thoughts on doing this a little bit differently today and actually addressing what's going on and having a unscripted conversation about it? And he was all aboard. So that is what you're about to hear is our conversation about all of those things and and about some other things. We go on a tangent about hip hop music and we, you know, we just had a, a conversation between two guys that are talking about what's going on right now. And it just so happens that one of the voices you're hearing is that of a black man. And one of the voices you're hearing is that of a white man. And so this just had to happen. I'm so grateful that it did. And it did so many good things for my soul today. I cannot express that enough. And so I'm hoping that it really does dig in and create some of that within any of you. Even if it's only one of you, then I feel it was 100% worth it. But there's also a lot of good stuff in here for us to hold on to. And I'm gl- I'm so glad that we recorded this conversation because I'm going to want to come back and listen to this months years down the road should I be so blessed to be able to do that and for even my children to be able to hear this and my friends to be able to hear this and to think about those things that are so important because we talk about things like the song that he recorded five years ago called I Can't Breathe and how poignant and meaningful and unfortunately timely that song is five years later and I think it's important because I don't want that to mean as much five years from now. And I know we all don't. So I think it's all of these things that are being documented right now are really important. So we are able to remember how important these things are to us right now so that we don't take our foot off the gas pedal with where we're headed at this point so that we don't allow the fire to just kind of die down on what is creating this motion right now and it's not just anger it is a striving for better humankind like not just human kindness but a better sense of humanity everywhere and i'm excited for that i i really am like i do get down a lot about what's going on right now but i am excited and hopeful for what potentially is coming out at the end of this road So I've done a lot of talking. I'm really sorry, but let me do a tiny bit of business because there wouldn't be as many of you here listening if it wasn't for the fact that Daddy Unscripted is very proud to be a part of Osiris Media. Osiris, which is partnered with Jambase.com. And Osiris is built around podcasts that are about music and about culture like This all is one of those episodes that fits perfectly in that. And Osiris, we have been quiet and we have allowed, you know, there was Blackout Tuesday last week. And we have kind of taken that throughout the entire week in the entire group and no podcast episodes have launched. But new things are coming this week from not just my episode that you are listening to now, but other Osiris podcasts. There is a new one coming out which is past 
present, future, live, and actually the first episode of the new podcast came out this week on Tuesday. That was June 9th. So it's there, ready for you to listen to it. Past, Present, Future Live is a series about an artist's musical journey, and it's told in four parts. Through interview, narrative, and live performance, Past, Present, Future Live is a conversation between artist and audience that covers a lifetime of influences, learnings, and personal anecdotes. From their first music lesson to the first paid gig, these are stories from the unique journey. They'll discuss early inspirations, creative process, what's driving them towards the future, and everything in between. Each episode closes with an exclusive live set featuring songs that are curated by the guest and inspired by the journey that they're on. The season premieres Tuesday, June 9th. The first episode is with Eric Krasno. Full episodes will drop every Tuesday. Video of each live performance will be released every Wednesday, and those will be available on the Osiris website and on YouTube. An accompanying playlist of music will also be available on Spotify. That's going to be pretty cool. And the podcast Past, Present, Future Live is hosted by RJB, the Osiris CEO and host of The Drop and the Helping Friendly Podcast, as well as special guest hosts will be announced Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll also tell you really quickly, my sponsor for the podcast is Harry's, which are known for their razors and also all of their other products. Look, times are tough right now, but Harry's is still here to help you look your best while saving you a little cash along the way. However you are dealing with your time right now as a man... Okay, I know this doesn't go maybe for your women, but I don't know what you guys are doing. I normally like to have a fairly big full beard. Right now I'm having to keep it kind of trim because I have to wear a mask to work every day and I don't love doing that with a beard. It just doesn't feel like it works great. So perfect timing that this all ended up coming around at the same time where I was able to get back on track with Harry's. I had used Harry's back in the past. And again, like I like wearing a beard, so I normally don't use it that much. But now I'm back on board with Harry's. When I used them before, I was incredibly impressed. And if anything, they're only better now. They've got incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices. They're delivered directly to your door on your schedule, whether you do it with or without a subscription with them. In this particularly challenging time, you can feel a little bit better about purchasing with them because, A, as always, 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better healthcare for men and veterans. But in this time, you can help support those who need it most right now because Harry's is donating $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the United States. That's pretty cool. So I have an exclusive offer for you guys. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com backslash daddy. And this is what you'll get. A weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. A five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. You can get this trial set delivered to your doorstep 
by going to harrys.com backslash daddy. Go to that site. Start shaving better today. Get your Harry's trial set. And then you can have your significant others reach out to me and to Harry's and thank us for how much better you look. Whatever it is that you are trying to rock during this time, whether it's a mustache or a soul patch or a full like funky big poppy beard that you're kind of shaving into your face with specific designs, whatever it may be. So make sure you go to harrys.com backslash daddy to start shaving better today. Okay, I've taken a lot of the first time of this already. I just, I'm sorry, there was so much to say to intro this episode. And now I'm excited for you guys to finally dig into the conversation that I had with Ofosu. We are here very proudly, very happily, and um, after some time of trying to <laughs> figure this all out through his extremely busy, uh, as I say many times about myself, the, the plate spinning that goes on, Ofosu, you uh, absolutely are spinning a ton of plates right now. Um, so welcome, Ofosu Jones-Corte, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, lots of plate spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all of the stuff that goes on with balance. So uh, I'll just kind of say this for you guys. Ofosu is one of the two main voices that are on the balance app and balance meditation, which is everywhere. So you can find them on Instagram and you you and Leah are doing a live at least every Monday. Is there more than that? Right now we've been, we've switched. So we're now we're doing the live once a month and then each of us alternates every other week taking over balance and answering questions. So, okay. so, so we're still there pretty much every week, but we're there together live once a month, first Monday of every month. Where is where is Leah out of? She is in Bali, Indonesia. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And you are out of the DC area. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh not only that, but your very beautiful plate that you also spin is Born Eye Music. Mm. And I, I it's it's so great to me because I my time with hip hop and with rap music is, is very, it's not where it once was, man. I'm not listening to it as much. And so when I put on your, um, guillotine, maybe oh, guillotine. Yeah. 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 When I put that on, it was like, a, a awakening this part <laughs> of my musical brain that had not been tapped <laughs> in quite some time. And, awesome. uh, yeah, I've really been enjoying listening to it. So you guys need to get on Spotify and everywhere else and check out Born Eye Music. Okay, and here is one of his recently released singles that we were just talking about, Guillotine by Born Eye.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. I, I, I appreciate it. You know, I'm in the process of this. Oh, you you might hear some sirens because I'm I'm in my bedroom, and the, then we've got like a we've got like a hospital and a fire station. Oh gosh, something else like not. But uh, it's not it's not too act <laughs> it's not too active right now. So yeah. Um, but every once in a while, some stuff will come through. But yeah, right. so um, so all my socials are still Born Eye Music. So I shortened the name to just Born Eye, and mm. um, so now. I have two profiles on Spotify. I have the Born Eye profile and the Born Eye Music profile. So if you want some of the older stuff, you can check out while I'm while I'm in the process of moving stuff over. If you want some of the older stuff, you can check out the Born Eye Music profile and the newer stuff at the Born Eye profile. It's just like how it sounds. B-O-R-N space the letter I. Yeah. Don't get too don't try to uh, make it too complicated. It's not like E Y E. No, yeah, and it's not like Jason Bourne from the Bourne Identity. People do. People <laughs> yeah. like just really love making it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But thanks for the kind words about the music, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I the fitting resuscitation of mm. I can't breathe right now. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to frame it in language that's positive, even though there is positivity around the release or around the availability of that song. I know that I would have, well, actually, I don't know. I mean, I okay. So I wrote, I can't breathe in response to the murder of Eric Garner by police officers five years ago. But during that time, there was um, also this spike in killings of unarmed men and women by the police, unarmed black men and women by the police, Eric Garner, Mike Brown, Philando Castile, Tamir Rice, um, Sandra Bland, and also the tragic death of Trayvon Martin by George Zimmerman. And so there was just this, I just, I was so outraged. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote that song and then a woman named Kristen Lenars was doing an, an art installation called This Is Tomorrow. And it was about, I think, like political voices in art. And uh, she was doing a, uh, an installation in DC and asked me to be a part of it. And that's where the video comes from. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it. I've had to share that song every year since I've dropped it, a few times yeah. a year. But the words, I can't breathe, that were spoken by George Floyd, may he rest in peace, made that song more poignant and I've never released it as an official single. I have this weird habit of some of like the biggest songs I've done are not like released officially. They're all like on my SoundCloud or they've got like a video or they've been on TV, but I never really put them out for real. I don't know what's up with that trend, but this was something that I had out as a free download on my SoundCloud. And I thought that maybe I will release it officially so that whatever proceeds I get you know, I can donate a portion of that to the to the ongoing movement, and so that the song has greater traction because you know yeah. people aren't just looking for looking at SoundCloud for music and stuff. So, since we're talking about this, I'm going to insert some of his song right here. Here is his five year old track that is still, unfortunately, so meaningful right now. I can't breathe. Rest in peace, Eric Garner. Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin, Relisha Rudd, where are you? When I was a baby, mama kissed me and pinched fat. Living in a land where it's simple to lynch blacks. 
drinking all alone on a stoop and I sit back Try to see the brightness in the world but it's pitch black Words from the savior, love your neighbor is intact Some out of translation getting lost in the syntax You can take the culture, take the clothes but I've been black First time I heard the word nigga was six jack Homie was six two, skin was the color of a kid's glue I never held the hate in my heart, it slipped through But it seemed the country never got the memo They just Uncle Ben, you hunt and get you cops so dead you take indictments off the menu Jim Crow back again Black Brandon Lee shit I just throw my black fist Pledging my allegiance They just wanna dance though They don't wanna read shit All they want is Sambo All they want is Heathcliff I'm too uncomfortable to be huxtable The fuse burning down And the vibe is combustible The booze got me down Baby, I don't discuss it though Black in America forever in hustle mode Blacks killing blacks and it's no problem 5-0 killing blacks and it's no charge. Ku Klux Klan back again like the home squad. Feel like the away team advantage is no odds. Some of us take a pill, some meditate and chill just to heal the pain that America hated still. Some of us take a pill, some meditate and chill, coping with the pain that America hated still. I can't breathe. So yeah, you know, it's a it's a song that is tragic. I really really wish that I did not have to write it. But as an, right. art, as an artist, it's your responsibility to reflect where you are in the relationship to what's happening around you. So um, it's something that, that needed to be done. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I was kind of thinking is it's tragic that that is still so... I mean, just the the title, just those words that they are yeah. completely 100% relevant and right in our faces five years later. And like you said, every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, I mean, every, every year. And it just breaks my heart every time I have to share that song. And then also I'm like, oh, what's up? What's the language policy here? Like, are we? Let it go. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like. Because, you know, I'm a pretty prolific artist on the music side and I, I put out lots of music. And so usually, just like now, I had a, I'm in the middle of a single campaign for my for my album, 1111. Like Guillotine's a part of that, Horizon, which is... A, so I just dropped Horizon and then this tragic fucking event happens. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus, you know, yeah. now... And I'm not saying this as it's, it's an inconvenience. I'm just like, this is just the worst thing to have to... Uh, think about and talk about and and yeah. and release music about, but I think the word that I'm probably looking for about that song is that it's necessary, you know, and and um, yeah. it's a ne- it's a song that's necessary, and I am glad that it marks time because yeah, can you imagine that this was relevant in 2015 and what uh, was been relevant forever, but like yeah, right. So it is wild though, like think seeing. Kobe, may he also rest in peace. Oh and God. LeBron and all these guys in an I Can't Breathe shirt from yep. five years ago. And, and thinking about the negative response that they got while doing that. They got slammed, man. Yeah. They got slammed. I mean, so Roger Goodell, and I was like, I mean, for, for the NFL to be like, you know, we got this wrong, was, mm-hmm. is... um. It's an indication that people understand that there is a sea change happening and we're not going to go back to the way things were. And now, you know, 
there there is a spark of activism that has entered into the hearts of many who were either financially discouraged. Look, every, every everyone now knows what it's like to lose everything because of mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. We know what it's like for everything to stop. So we know what it's like for momentum to stop abruptly. So now I think people have loosened their attachment to the status to maintaining the status quo. And we realize that things can change on a dime. So if our lives can change on a dime because of a pandemic, well, then fucking racism can change on a dime because of our collective action. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think from a Buddhist perspective, this recognition of non-attachment to our perceived reality is like a beautiful thing because we realize that we can affect change and the way that things seem this impenetrable fortress of systemic racism is not impenetrable. It's just an idea that people uphold. And all you have to do is just stop upholding it and then create action for more justice and more equity. And we can live like that. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting, it's a very powerful time and we're not going back to the way things were. And that's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy how everything is wrapped up in like a ball of yarn right now that is including COVID that is including this. And just like you said, like we are learning a lot as a world of how we're able to adapt and change and God. Yeah. Like all 100% hopes that we can, like I've seen people say, keep our foot on the gas pedal right now. Sure. And Push this in a positive direction. You know, um, Cornel West said recently that you know we need a new way to fail. We need something new to fail at. You know, we've we and mm. and I think progress is just is is really a series of of failures that continues to move forward with you know adjustments along the way. And um, so I'm old enough to not have um, blind optimism, but um, I just I just know that that we're going to inch forward towards, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like what they say in football. It's like a, it's like a war of attrition or a war of inches or whatever. Yeah. It's like that, you know, we have, you have motivation, which is the spark. And then you have to have the discipline to continue. And there, there may be some drop off, but we've already moved forward. I mean, I was, I was in Rockville, Maryland, the town that the city that we live in, which is in a suburb of Washington, DC protesting yesterday with my two um, oldest Mm. kids. I didn't want to take them into DC that scene was a little bit too chaotic and dangerous for yeah. um, for me to bring my kids to. And also, uh, we have a vulnerable person here in the house. My mother in law lives with us, and um, mm. it was already a it was already a very calculated risk to to go join any protest whatsoever with um, with my mother in law here in the house. But DC would have been too close for comfort, um, yeah. as far as that's concerned. But um. You know, Rockville is it's a diverse town. It's a police heavy town and uh I mean there was like 10,000 people out, man. Like I mean from I just did not expect that many people to be out. And there were people of all colors, you know, to see a real snapshot of the entire community there. These are people who would not have who who I would not have ever expected to raise a Black Lives Matter sign. Yeah. And um it's good to see that. It's yeah, yeah. And and again, just like you said, like it is hopeful that the drop off isn't too tremendous yeah. that the kind of spark stays more than just a spark that there is at least, you know, a fire still burning under 
people and that the it's funny because I see both sides of people that are maybe around my age range. I'm 40 to 50 and um, looking both ways like the youth of America is is horrible and they're distracted and they, you know, will glom onto anything and it doesn't mean anything to them. Really. They're just looking for something to do. And the other side of like, God, there's so much hope in that generation because they are not kind of under the same, uh, one track mind of, uh, the boomers, I guess. And (laughs) the older, especially older white America that is just uh, unable to derail from what they've kind of just been used to doing for so many decades. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a generation that is used to, you know, plurality as the gateway into how they operate. You know, they can do, they could do whatever. I mean, they're coming off of the, millennial like um i can do anything and hopefully get famous doing it you know <laughs> generation mm-hmm. and then this is like well i don't i don't even have to work that hard to be seen and to be noticed but if i do do something meaningful it you know there's there's there are many ways to be to be viral right now you can be viral for being just super superficial or you can be noteworthy for for doing things that are that are really meaningful, and so th- th- I think the dream of fame that millennials had, you know, we we created access to being able to to be accessible, yeah, um, by any means. And then this generation is like, okay, well, I can do it this way, I can do it that way, and you know, they're kids; they don't they don't have anything, they don't have any other context, you know, and that's beautiful. Honestly, they don't need to worry about how it was to following the models of how it's been done. You know, I think clearly the world's not going to be the same after this after what's happened over the past half of this year so yeah you know i think they can move forward confidently as as architects of a new world you know i'm a father of four and my oldest is graduating high school and oh gosh yeah so i've got a i've got a class of 2020 kid in the house you know and then my youngest is uh, is four. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yeah, you've got the range. I have all of childhood happening in my house at the exact same time. And, yeah, uh, you know it's fascinating to watch. I think for me, I'm like I'm a millennial. At I just made the millennial cusp, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we grew up with the watching the internet come to life and all that type of stuff. And yeah. and so one of the things that connects millennials to this generation uh to to the generation immediately what are they is that gen what are they? Z, z maybe yeah hold, hold on one second samadi what generation are you <laughs> z right all right i love you <laughs> yeah so hello <laughs> yeah um so yeah what connects us is that our our music is a little bit similar so when i was growing up hip hop was born and then, mm-hmm. and so my parents were had no connection to it in a meaningful way. They didn't. They didn't have a coming of age connection to hip hop in yeah. the same way that that Generation X and and millennials have had. And but Generation Z has had it also. So there's this 
even though the music, but, the, but there are artists that we listen to that are that still like Jay Z, like still kind of has like an extent, still means like and and Nas and Wu Tang. Some of these they still mean stuff to, to yeah. the Generation Z, you know. So there is this. I still I I feel I feel connected to them in a way that I don't think that my parents felt connected to me. Not to say that we weren't connected. And my parents were also very sort of forward thinking on the music side, but mm-hmm. still they were like, it was like, oh my God, what's this? You know, <laughs> whereas, yeah, yeah. whereas like, it's like, oh, I know this. I can, I can give you, I know how like Migos is connected to bone thugs and stuff like that. So, right. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how this tangent happened, but yeah, <laughs> here we are. That's interesting. That's super interesting though, because that is like, I mean, what other music is like that, that has completely, I mean, unless you go back to the 50s or something Mm -hmm. like when rock and roll was created. But other than that, like everything else has a strand that connects it. And, you know, I guess very loosely you could try to connect R&B to hip hop. But uh, it's it's a little bit of a stretch to say Aretha Franklin is like bone thugs in harmony (laughs) (laughs) just a little there is yes you know now there's there's connection there you know there's the but yeah for sure for sure i mean we use we're not going to go into this whole like this is a (laughs) music history yeah there's a tangent that could happen here but yes it is it is it is a stretch to directly connect those things and for my parents there couldn't be anything more different than aretha franklin and, and bone thugs in harmony yeah yeah. yeah, it's so. You know what's funny that we're bringing this up because I I just one of my favorite songs ever is uh, Mariah Carey's breakdown that features Bone Thugs and mm. um and Mariah Carey has this like whole sub genre of her own music that is like Bone Thugs Mariah where she's singing yeah. where she's singing like Bone and um I had this I think my al- my my solo hip hop album is like done and there's this there's this song that I just did where the there's this really great piano heavy heavy bass piano breakdown and i got to do this like bone thugs thing on it and i'm just like super stoked about it oh cool but um but yeah okay so we've, we've gone down the uh <laughs> the bone thugs rabbit hole let's come back to wherever you want to go <laughs> i guess the logical kind of tie back is i was thinking about this because you're talking about releasing your music right now and you know doing songs that you're wanting to kind of push out because you're on a timeline as an artist, like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to release this single and then I'm going to release an album or whatever. And thinking about the timeliness of all of it, I think that brings up an interesting idea of the balance right now that I think is, I'm I'm not trying to get paid by balance for (laughs) using that word, but you know, if they want to, of, distraction that is positive that you know keeps our souls like in a good place because it's because it's hard right now like you are i feel it so much like yesterday i was really feeling it and i came home and talked with my wife about it i just felt like i was kind of emptying myself out for the past couple or few days so much with everything that's going on because it just has me so like bummed out and I'm trying to stay positive. And so balancing between the focus and the 
necessary attention to the matters at hand while also on the other hand like having those distractionary good positive things that are filling you up i i know you definitely have a lot to say about that with with regards to maybe it touches on some stuff with buddhism and definitely with meditation but what are your thoughts on all that yeah i mean it, it's funny when you go to enough like meditation retreats um you realize that the words um the words people try to use for dealing with difficult situations are it's 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 actually pretty cool cuz no one wants to no one wants to bitch and moan and no one wants to complain you're trying to be mindful of how you respond to difficult situations so you really you start to say you know this is giving me a lot to work with <laughs> you mm-hmm. know like my mind is giving me a lot to work with my partner is giving me a lot to work with uh america is giving me a lot to work with and it's that sort of thing. This moment in time is giving us a lot to work with. I've, I've probably had the most profound meditation experiences under quarantine and then in the context of a national uprising about racial equality. I am the most clear and the most mentally healthy and the most relaxed spiritually and inwardly that I've ever been. And it's, it's because I've been sitting regularly sitting longer and I've been closer to my family and um you know I'm connecting to gratitude to the sheer uncertainty of life oh gosh there's a quote that I posted in the Born I family group and um I'm going to just look see if I can find it real quick but yeah the the sheer uncertainty of everything has really brought me into the present in a, in a very grateful way because you know all of this could be taken away from us at at any time and so I am I'm doing my best to to be positive and to be present and to create you know I was able to really build my home studio while all of this is happening so mm-hmm. just picking up little pieces here and there um, the microphone headphones so being able to be creative in my house and all of that. It's also been a blessing. So I've, I think that's what I've been, I've really been trying to do is just trying to turn. My mom says this, and it's kind of like a Buddhist adage, you know, you just try to turn poison into medicine. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that this quote is uh, um, by uh, Chagdu Tukul Rinpoche, uh, realizing that one day this body will be burned or buried. We should rejoice in every moment that we have. Mm. And so I've been, I've been trying to do that now. There's been so many waves of anxiety and feeling very low and feeling, you know, I'm not saying that this has been easy. You know, I, yeah. I definitely have been interfacing with very, very deep and intense, unpleasant emotions. But there is a clarity when you have so many emotions moving, coming in and renting your headspace and your heart space for a moment. And then, you know, you have no choice but to give them that space. And then, if you listen to them, they have interesting stories to tell, and then they go along their way. And that is true for, for all of our inner and outer experiences. So I'm just trying to be present with that and create some cool shit around it. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's really good the way that you say that. I think, I, I think widespread, this has been more of a 
thing that people have learned, you know, hearing the word mindfulness yeah. is something that you, you know, you didn't hear a decade ago. And it's, I don't think it's just because it wasn't a word that people were speaking. I think that it was an act that people weren't great at. You weren't excellent at doing, I mean, aside from people who were in meditation, maybe, but I think in the mainstream, there weren't as many people who were able to just do that and sit and, like you said, let those thoughts or those emotions rent, rent only. Rent only. Um, yeah, not lease to buy. No, they're not. <laughs> only, only rental. Oh, rentals. They're just rentals. Yeah. yeah. And letting those pass through. And I know for me over the years, it has been some of that of really remembering and recognizing that there is a place for all of those emotions and not allowing yourself to be angry or not allowing yourself to be sad or depressed or whatever those things are and just closeting that off. Yeah. Like you're living in a single colored rainbow world that <laughs> doesn't have everything else that it needs to have. Yeah. 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 It's no, it's, it's true. I think being able to, you know, all of what I'm saying, you know, especially about pulling the positive out of this time, it does come from a perspective of privilege, privilege in that I did, I am not suffering or dead from COVID-19. Now mm -hmm. we lost a family member to coronavirus. So uh -huh. it, um, it definitely hit home. But, you know, I didn't lose my life to that. You know, my family had my my family in the house has not. I'm also not a victim of police brutality. I'm an experiencer of, you know, systemic racism, of course. But um, I am not dead at the hands of police. So it's easy for me to say that, oh, man, this has been this has been fruitful for me. But I think that for those people who have passed away um, as a result of COVID-19, for those people who have been victims of police brutality and who have been, uh, who have lost their lives unjustly, I think what is the better way to carry on forward than to try to be positive and to find the silver linings in what is, is, is happening. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And to use that as kind of a launching pad, like we are for, yeah. The movements that need to happen. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, I definitely on a widespread and on an individual basis, it's been, you know, interesting seeing. I was talking with a friend of mine just this morning and, you know, him saying that he is just appalled and a little bit shocked that he is still hearing the all lives matter crowd speaking. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's been an interesting time of shedding light in the darkest corners. Yeah. And for for those of us to be able to hopefully listen and learn a lot like I've I've tried to do that a ton. And I, I mean, Drew Brees, huh. I don't know, like how you know, reactionary his apology was, but a, a couple of those things, like I, I was talking with my brother and I said, his, his apology was really actually full of very thoughtful, good words and ideas. 
I don't know. And his retort to President Trump was uh, was I, I don't know if you saw that, but oh, I didn't see that. So you know, Trump was like, "Hey, Drew Brees, you shouldn't have apologized." And then yeah, I saw that part. And then he was like, you know, actually, President Trump, after talking with my teammates, et cetera, I realized that this has not been about the flag at all and that I was completely off the mark. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would see Roger Goodell say we really should have listened to Colin. Ka-. You know, he didn't say it outright, but, you know, right. we should have listened to Colin Kaepernick and we should have listened to the other players. And we were wrong in how we handled that. You know, the worst thing that I could ever do is go into the comments because, you know, the- <laughs> It's just, yeah. it's just like you just see the vitriol with which this. But that's, you know what though? That's fine. That is, it when you pour peroxide or rubbing alcohol on a wound, that shit stings. And mm. you know, I have deep compassion for the human difficulty of letting go of preconceived ways of thinking. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I get that for people who have held on to an ideology that suits their worldview to see it unravel in front of their faces, to see their great white heroes say that, nope, we can't do this anymore. That must feel like an attack to them. I don't really, I I have compassion. It's like, I have compassion for your feelings and fuck your feelings at the same time. Yeah. You know? And and so if I'm going to have a healthy black experience about all of this, I have to make sure that I don't allow hatred to consume my my hatred of other human beings. I I, mm-hmm. I I can have hatred towards ignorance. I can have hatred towards delusion. I can have hatred towards inequality and violence, um, these human actions. But uh, and I don't ever want to hate another human being because, you know, as long as we're alive, we have potential to change and to grow. And so to meet hatred with hatred, people always attribute that to Martin Luther King, but it, and Rightly so, you know he was he's an ambassador of that message. The original sayer of that is actually the Buddha in the Dhammapada. Um, mm. You know, not by hating does hating cease, but only by love. And this is a law eternal. And so, you know, that's man. I, I've seen you, you, if you read the comment section, uh, some of these folks, man, it's just like, damn, you know, people really are holding on to, but you know. They, that's on their record, you know. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, they can always. They can always. This is a time. So we were walking in the protest yesterday, and my kids saw kids from their school that they said, you know, those kids are racist. Those kids make racist comments. They make racist jokes, and I can't believe I'm watching these kids here at this protest who have mm-hmm. said blatantly racist things and who I identify as being racist people. And so I said, well, this is an opportunity for redemption right now. You know, like Mm -hmm. I would never want to be painted with the brush of some of my past actions and to only be stained in that color forever. You know, there is tons of shit that I've done that I just just really wish I hadn't and um, that I've said that I wish I hadn't. And and so if you have an if you have this open, this huge vortex, uh, this huge opening in society where people can say, you know what? I might have been like this before, but I there are I feel safe enough to not be like this anymore. Then why? Then I'm not gonna, you know. It's like an amnesty, you know. It's like yeah, this is the time. It is the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I and I, th- I see that a lot in the things that people are saying of re- reminding people of the basics of saying Black Lives Matter doesn't mean it's not anti-white it's not 
anything like that. It is, you know, that's that whole kind of flipping of the message, you know, when people were saying, yeah, it's horrible that Floyd died, but look at all the looters <laughs> and people saying, no, you got to flip that sentence. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, uh, put that put that comma and and, <laughs> and completely reverse everything around it and i think that that is uh, a little bit eye opening and yeah like you said like people finding the humility within themselves yeah and being able to you know say i was wrong and yeah. i'm going to change and for people to be able to be respectful and accepting of that you know i mean human beings are you know, we're primates and there are so many examples of this, like in primate societies, like, you know, animals that are, that are outcasted and then they make some kind of amends and then they're brought back into the group. I think it's wired into our DNA to mm-hmm. say, to say sorry, and then to make, mm-hmm. and, and, and to make amends and for us to be receptive. People love and it's when you're unapologetic and unabashed you know in your in your wrong stance when you dig your heels into the sand and say nope i'm going to just stay wrong you know that's when it mm-hmm. that's when you become very problematic people have done and said all kinds of terrible shit and then they're like you know what i'm sorry and most of the time as a society we forgive them yeah and i think i think that's the way it should be you know as long as as long as you're alive you have the potential to change course I said this in um, so the album that I'm going to be releasing is called In This Moment, and um, what did I say? It's uh, moments they come and these moments they go. If we come back again, it's the infinite flow. But until then, we live in this moment forever. The past is forgotten. The future is never. The present is all we can know and can measure. Joy in the pain, and the pain in the pleasure. Making it better or making it worse. If it's the second, then make it reverse. <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, so it you know. It's, I mean, it's like note to self, but that's just how it is. We can, we can change. So that's what I'm hopeful for. You know, my kid's godfather is white. Both my wife and I are both only children. So mm-hmm. the aunties and uncles that they have are all different races. They, we, they mm-hmm. have Asian uncles, uh, white aunties, black uncles and aunties. You know, that's, it's a multicultural. So I believe in this ability for us to be a harmonious society, but definitely it takes people being actively anti-racist and pro-humanity, and uh, and I have a lot of hope. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I've been listening to Ibram's uh, book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, mm. for the past like two weeks. I I've added that thing to my Amazon cart so many different times, yeah. and I don't know why I never pulled the trigger and. Hey. Uh, finally just decided i'm just gonna listen to it i have so many books on my bedstand that don't get read and this way i know i will listen to it while i'm driving and everything and realizing myself like yes i have always embraced black people i have always embraced the culture i i don't know where that came from in my youth but it just always has been there and i though i have never been outspokenly really good about being anti-racist mm. to people and situations and whatever around me. And uh, that's been a, a decent pill to swallow for the last like week and knowing about the changes that I need to make and that it, the silence is what was one of the, th- one of the quotes that I saw silence is 
compliance. Silence is compliance. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of the places where big pills to swallow can show up is in, is in meditation. You know, it's like, Oh God, did I say that? Did I, did I really do that? And, or was I silent there? Did I just, did I really fuck that up? You know? And, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's not a pleasant feeling Ralph Waldo Emerson, you know, there's uh, all is now secure and fast. Not the gods can change the past. And it's like such a haunting line, but like, shit, you know, I just can't do nothing about what what I did or didn't do or say or said or didn't say. But when I feel regret, I try. So in um in some forms of tantric Buddhism, you look at the energy that arises in you and you, you try to see what that's associated with a particular emotion or thought. And you try not to identify too much with what you think it's saying. Like you feel angry, you feel that twinge of regret and you start to look at it, not just as regret in and of itself, but it's it's just an energy that arises from a particular cause. And if you try to strip it bare bones, like this is an energy that has this particular flavor. It arises from this particular cause, but at its root, it's, it's an energy. I now can consciously apply this energy however I want. And so I've been trying to take the energy of regret when it arises and turn it into resolve, you know? So mm-hmm. like, okay, so regret has arisen for this past action or non-action or word or, or whatever. But, but instead of letting it just be that, I'm going to go back to its just original energy. And now I'm going to allow this energy to be resolved. I resolve not to say that again. I resolve not to do that again. I resolve not to be that way in the world again. And so in this way, that, that energy of, of regret becomes um, fuel for resolve and it, it's a kind of alchemy, you know? So mm. I think that's possible for all of us because we definitely don't want to, what can you do about what wasn't done? You know, this is like, yeah. you know, yeah. we definitely don't want to beat ourselves up and stay back there. You know, we want to be able to, to, to move forward. So, so yeah, man, I hear you and, and I appreciate your willingness to be an ally, you know, because it is, it's what was being said in the Me Too movement, until men hold other men accountable, nothing will change. And until it's, it's, it's the same type of thing, you know, until anybody who benefits from a particular system of inequality steps up and says, and puts and takes a risk and risks their position to say, hey, this is wrong, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna make progress, you know, so that, yeah. um, that's uh it's super important so i i appreciate you um from that perspective and and all of that yeah well thank you it's it really feels like it is absolutely the easiest and least i can do and that so many of us can do and there's so much more and uh i encourage people look at the stuff that is going out everywhere there are so many different things even signing petitions, whatever it is, there's so much that is so easy to do and then take it a step further. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, well, thank you so much for hey, coming man. on. And this has been a, like, there were a couple times where I held it together, but this has been a, this has really touched me in a good way. Awesome. And um, I have a lot that I am taking away from being able to sit and talk with you about this. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it as well. It was, it was a really nice way to spend an hour and um, it's helpful to talk about these things to, 
for us to have dialogue and then and to to process and everything like that so to all of your listeners um you know please be loving and kind to yourself because you know i never met someone who loved themselves who felt that it was good to shit on someone else so mm. um it's good <laughs> so be nice to yourself be kind to yourself and uh and let that fill yourself up with your own loving care and then let that loving care spill out into how you interact with others and we will be okay that's my yeah. that's my wish at least <laughs> yeah all right well thanks so much for your time i appreciate it. you no doubt boss check out born i yep. find born i music yep. go find him on instagram in the born i family on facebook yep. and go check out all of his stuff on spotify and everywhere else yeah and oh and the balance app too don't and, and come meditate yes. with me on balance yep <laughs> yes Okay, and that is the end of my first conversation with Ofosu. My first, I say, because we did agree afterwards. We were like, we got to do this again. We got to do the normal daddy thing at some point. So I'm not sure when that will happen, but it will definitely happen down the road. I cannot thank Ofosu, his family, his wife enough for allowing him to give an hour out of his weekend in the time we are at right now to recording this episode with me. So good to be able to carve that time out and spend this time with him. And like I said, I walked away from this feeling way better, feeling more inspired, feeling more at peace. And I am absolutely going to take some of that direction that he was talking about that has helped make him feel more at ease, more balanced, more in tune with himself than ever right now. And I'm going to do that more commonly throughout my days and make sure that I am recognizing the good and the bad and giving it its little bit of rent time in my space and then kicking it, <laughs> evicting it immediately when I am done exploring all the different sides of it and allowing it its time because... Like I was even saying, there is a reason for those things and they play a role and we can't just ignore all of those things. So I hope you guys were inspired by this. I hope that you have something that you are taking away from it. Let me know what you're getting out of this, out of this episode specifically for sure. Let Ofosu know and you can find Ofosu on Instagram, on Twitter, on his Facebook, Born I Family. And again, it's just the letter I. And on Twitter and on Instagram, he's on there as Born I Music. And follow Balance. Download the Balance app, you guys. The meditations are not, it's not an hour-long thing. It's for those of you who need the small bites. There are little sections that you're able to do that are five minutes long, ten minutes long. And there's so many different categories as well. There are things that they are releasing just for when you're feeling anxiety, just for when you need to. Even I use the get back to sleep a handful of nights every week where I am like, okay, I'm awake. I'm wide awake right now. I'm either going to grab my phone or 
grab my iPad or something because I'm so wide awake and instead I'm grabbing my phone and putting on this little back to sleep meditation and most of the time I'm falling asleep before it's done because I'm just doing my breathing, focusing on that and boom, perfectly done and good for the rest of the night. So make sure you guys check out Balance App. I'm not getting paid by them, but I'm just letting you know, like it's good for you. Check out the Balance App. I hope you guys enjoyed all of the music too. Thank you, Ofosu, for letting me put some of your music in here. A way for you to contact me and tell me what you thought. I am on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, all as Daddy Unscripted. You can send me a message on there. You can send me an email directly to daddyunscripted at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast so that you are getting these right away when they drop. Leave me a review. That's great. I love reading reviews when you guys leave them. And I know that it takes time and whatever, and it feels dumb. But it, it is a great way for me to and for others to see, oh, look, I should be listening to this podcast. It's not just for or about dads. As a woman, I'm going to get something out of this episode with Ofosu and whatever that may mean. So I love that you guys are doing that. Keep that up. Thanks to Umphreys McGee for allowing their music to always be in my podcasts. Check them out at umphreys.com. Again, check out Osiris at osirispod.com. Check out Jambase at jambase.com. You guys have so much homework from this episode, but it's all good stuff. I will pause before I end to say, like I say in all of my episodes, especially now, especially now, if you are struggling with things that are going on, around you in your own world look a lot of us are still in some kind of sheltering at home whatever that means to you if things are really bad and you feel like you need to reach out to somebody at a much higher level the national suicide prevention hotline is 800-273-8255 i have a google voice number for any of you to use at any time You don't have to give me your name. You don't have to tell me anything. Sometimes you just need to say things and you don't need anybody to do anything else but listen. If you do want me to reach back out, then leave me your number. I will absolutely reach back out to you in a safe way or via email or whatever. But that Google number is 872-444-6784. So you guys have that number. I wanted to make sure I put those. Those will also be in the show notes. And that is the end of all of this. You guys, thanks again for listening. Keep an eye out for the next episode. There should be another We're Here Alone Together episode coming out next week. That should be with Ashley Gears, who is on Twitter as A Fierce Mind. So you have some time to go check her out and learn a little bit about her and see some of her brilliance and hilariousness and her transparency of life and her very inspiring words that she puts on Twitter. But do all of that. Her episode will be out next week. And another Daddy Unscripted episode will probably follow that the week after. So again, the easiest way to find all that is subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening to this on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever. Just hit that subscribe button, you guys. Thanks again for listening. And as Ofosu was saying at the end of that, be kind. Be kind to yourself. And be kind to everybody else around you. That will do so much good for our world. 
All right, you guys, until the next episode. Mm-hmm.